It looks like our last song isn't going to play, Silent Night. So as David said, it's going to be really silent. Good morning. Just want to say before I get started, just how much I appreciate those who have participated this morning in our worship. You know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been in a series where we've been talking about gifts. We've talked about the gift of joy, and we've talked about the gift of peace, but both of those gifts came through another gift, which was Jesus, the Son of God. And Jesus is the greatest gift that mankind has ever received. Now, some of you may be asking this morning, well, Slate, why is that? Well, let me share some things with you this morning. First of all, Jesus was an unsolicited gift. And some of you may say, well, Slate, what do you you mean by that? What does that word solicit mean? Well, it means to ask for or to try and obtain something from someone. Well, Jesus is an unsolicited gift. He said in John chapter 15, verse 16, he said, you didn't choose me. He said, what, church? He said, I chose you. You know, I'll never forget growing up as a little boy. I remember my mom and dad would have my siblings and I make out a list of the things that we hope to get or would like to get at Christmas. And so my siblings and myself, we would sit down and we would write this list and then we would give that list to my mom and dad and she would usually share it with our grandparents and also our aunts and uncles. And man, the day that we would open gifts, I would get so excited and my my siblings would get so excited to receive those gifts that we had asked for. But you know, sometimes we would receive something, especially from my mom and dad, a special gift that we didn't ask for. Something that came as a total surprise, an unsolicited gift. And that's Jesus. Jesus was an unsolicited gift from God. In other words, it wasn't that mankind saw His need for salvation and asked for a Savior. But rather, God, who saw our helplessness and our hopelessness, and He gave us the gift of His one and only Son. In fact, just think back to the garden with Adam and Eve. After they sinned, what did they do? Did they go seeking God? No, they hid themselves, the Bible tells us. And then God went seeking them. Which reminds me of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 7, where Paul writes, Even before He, that's God, made the world, God loved us. And He chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into His own family by bringing us to Himself through who, church? Through Jesus Christ. 
This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace He has poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. Notice, even before the world was ever created, before you and I ever came to be, God was seeking us. God had a plan for all mankind. The greatest gift ever was one that we did not ask for, but an unsolicited, unsolicited gift from God in spite of ourselves. But then secondly, Jesus was an unlimited gift. I love John chapter 3, verse 16. I'm sure this is a passage that most of you are very familiar with. Notice what, notice what uh, John writes here, For God so loved the world that He what, church? That He gave, right? This is His gift that He gave His one and only Son that who? That whoever, right? Which, who does that encompass? Everyone. In other words, there's no limits. That whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. John also says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 2, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Talking about Jesus. And not only for our sins, but also for the sins of who, church? The whole world. And then back in John chapter 1, verse 29, remember as John the baptizer encounters Jesus, this is what he says, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of who, church? The sins of the world. Let me ask you a question this morning. Have you ever gone into a, into a store and as soon as you began to look around at some of the price tags on the items that you were looking at, how many of you realized that you were in the wrong place? Like these people cater to a certain group of people and I'm talking about people who have a whole lot of money. I'll never forget several years ago, our family received the Front Gate magazine. Any of you ever received the Front Gate magazine? Okay, Joan, you have. Roger and Rila, a couple of you have. And, and, and we opened up this magazine, Julie and I, together. And when we opened it up, it was so cool because it's a magazine for the home. And a lot of the stuff that they have in, the, in their magazine is really nice and it's really unique. But it's also really, really expensive. For example, you can buy a doormat with your family's initials on it or monogrammed with your family's initials on it for $150. I don't think I could wipe my feet on anything that cost me $150. You know what I'm talking about? Also, they had these fire pits that were $1,400. And they also had these movie screens that you could put by your pool that were $5,000. And the projector for the movie screen was $2,500. And then they had these little plaques or these 
little stones and you could put these in like your flower garden and you could have your name written across it or you could have your address put on these little stones for guess how much? $200. It hurt me to look at this magazine. Everything was so expensive. And so it didn't take long to realize that the items in this magazine are really... For only people who have a lot more money than I have. But one of the reasons why Jesus is the greatest gift of all is because He is God's unlimited gift to the world. Listen to me this morning. It doesn't matter how poor you might be, how uneducated, how important, how unimportant you may feel, or underprivileged. No one is excluded from receiving God's gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. In other words, no one can say, well, you know, I wanted to be saved, but, but here's the deal. Jesus just, just doesn't save people like me. No, that's not true at all. The gift of eternal life is offered to everyone. It doesn't matter what your color is. It doesn't matter the size of your paycheck. It doesn't matter the value of your home. It doesn't matter the clothes you wear or what you do for a living or what your last name may be. Jesus was given for all. In fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15, Paul writes these words, He, that's Jesus, died for who, church? For everyone. So that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. But then let me mention one last thing this morning. Why is Jesus the greatest gift ever given? Because He was an undeserved Right? Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and he died for us sinners. Now, no one is likely to die for a good person, though someone might be willing to die for a person who is especially good, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still white, church. While we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's judgment. For since we were restored to friendship with God by the death of His Son, while we were still His what? His enemies. Notice we were sinners, we were enemies. In other words, we're talking about something that we don't deserve we will certainly be delivered from eternal punishment by His life. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us in making us friends with God. Let me ask you another question this morning. Have you ever been given a gift that was so overwhelming you looked at the individual who gave it to you and you just said, why in the world would you do something like this? Or, or maybe you, you looked at him and you, you said, you, you shouldn't have done this. And I guarantee you 
This is how they probably responded to that. They said, I wanted to do it. Right? It was a, it was a, a privilege. It was a pleasure to do it. Listen, God didn't give us Jesus. He didn't give us the gift of eternal life because He had to or because we deserved it or because we earned it. He did it because He wanted to. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, Paul says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the what, church? It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Now I realize that there are a lot of people today who are under the false impression that they can be good enough or they can do enough good deeds to earn their salvation and there is nothing further from the truth. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 64 Verse 6, this is what it says, When we display our righteous deeds before God, notice how God sees our righteous deeds. They are nothing but what, church? The filthy rags. Also in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, Paul writes, There is none who are what? Who are righteous, not even one. And then Jesus Himself says in Mark chapter 10, verse 18, only God is truly what, church? Is truly good. You know, after man sinned against God in the Garden of Eden, God could have easily turned His back on mankind. But He didn't. Listen, the reason you and I have our sins forgiven the reason you and I have the hope of eternal life, the reason God sent His only begotten Son is not because we deserved it, but because our God loves you and me so much He couldn't bear the thought of spending all eternity without us. And so He sent His Son to take the punishment for our sins. A gift. But let me ask you a question this morning. Will you accept that gift? Have you claimed it for yourself? Imagine, if you will, that you received a letter in the mail from a law firm. One of your relatives has passed away and they have left you one million dollars. But they're asking in the letter, please reach out to us so that you can claim it. We're, we're searching for you. We're looking for you. How many of you, man, immediately would drop that paper and call the law firm trying to claim or accept that $1 million? Well, listen, when God gave us the gift of eternal life through His Son, Jesus Christ, it was God's desire that everyone would accept His free gift. In John chapter 1, verses 10 through 13, John writes, But although the world was made through Him, 
the world didn't recognize him. Talking about Jesus when he came. Even in his own land and among his own people, he was not, what church? He wasn't accepted. But to all who believed in him and what? Accepted him. He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. This is not a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. It's as though God literally held out His hand from heaven and said, here is my one and only Son. Here is the gift of eternal life. Just take it. Take Him. And very sadly, according to what John tells us here, there were many who didn't. They didn't accept Him. They didn't believe in Him. And, and there are a lot of people today who are the same way. They, they haven't accepted Christ. They haven't given their life to Christ. And so this morning, have you claimed God's free gift? And for some of you, you're sitting there thinking, or, or maybe online you're, you're thinking, well, well, how do I do that? Well, the Bible teaches us that we come to Jesus in faith, believing that He truly is the Son of God and that He is the only one who can save us. Mark chapter 16, verse 16. And through faith, through our belief, we're baptized into His death and His resurrection. Romans chapter 6, for the forgiveness of our sins. Acts chapter 22, verse 16. And then when we do that, we receive another precious gift from God, and that is the Holy Spirit who comes and lives within us and helps us to become everything that God wants us to be, to help us truly experience a blessed life. A life of living for God. One of my favorite songs is a song called How Many Kings. It's sung by the singing group down here. And it goes like this, follow the star to a place unexpected. Would you believe after all we've projected, a child in a manger? Lowly and small, the weakest of all. Unlikeliest hero wrapped in his mother's shawl. Just a child, is this who we've waited for? Because how many kings step down from their thrones? How many lords have abandoned their homes? How many greats have become the least for me? How many gods have poured out their hearts to romance a world that is torn all apart? How many fathers gave up their sons for me? Bringing our gifts for the newborn Savior, all that we have, whether costly or meek, because we believe. Gold for His honor and frankincense for His pleasure and myrrh for the cross. He'll suffer. Do you believe? Is this who we've been waiting for? It's who we've been waiting for. Because how many kings step down from their thrones? How many lords have abandoned their homes? How many guests have become the least? Or greats have become the least for me? 
How many guides have poured out their hearts to romance a war world that's torn all apart? How many fathers gave up their sons for me? Only one did that for me. What an amazing gift. And if you're here this morning and you haven't claimed that gift, you haven't given your life to Jesus, listen, I'd love to tell you more about Jesus and the salvation that comes only through Him and the love that He has for you. It was so great that He was willing to give up His life for you. Or this morning, if you're here and, and you need prayers or something going on in your life, listen, we would, we would love to pray with you and for you. But after our services are concluded, I'm going to be out in the foyer and you just come up to me. I'd, I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to talk to you more about Jesus, who's our Savior. And again, the greatest gift of all. We're, we're now going to sing a song and then we'll have a scripture and then we're going to share in the Lord's Supper. And remember the sacrifice that God made on our behalf.